and Recreation, which is literally the best name we could think of for what will surely be the greatest podcast in the history of recorded media. I'm Nora Katz. And I'm Jill Postcancer. We're transatlantic friends. Wait, no, we're not. We're not anymore. <laughs> oh my God. Actually, we're <coughs> both living in America now. So that's, we're going to change that in our, uh, in our notes. Um, <laughs> we're still TV junkies with a passion for writing politics and breakfast food. Um, but now Nora is in Mississippi. Fun! And not in Ireland anymore. Oh my so welcome god. Welcome back to America, Nora. Thank you so much, Jelly P. Things have uh, really, really deteriorated since you left. Yeah, I know. It's been Everything super weird. Everything is just falling apart. Yeah, I would say that that's accurate. But um, it's not that I didn't know what was happening because... Um, because you had access to the internet. Yeah, unfortunately right? sometimes, but yes. Yeah, that's fair. Um, today we're talking about Parks and Rec, season two, episode five, Sister City. Um, it aired October fifteenth, two thousand nine, and it was directed by Mike Schur and written by Alan Yang. Who I know both of those guys, not personally, obviously. But say that you know them personally. You can lie. They're my best friends. There it is. Um, Mike Schur, obviously creator of the show, but Alan Yang known for many things. He co-created Master of None, for which we must thank him because it is excellent. That's very true. <laughs> but this isn't a Master of None podcast. It's a Parks and Rec podcast. Are we already going to be policing what we're talking about? Because I feel like that's a dangerous game. I it's feel fine. like we spend charitably half our minutes talking about Parks and Recreation. Oh, I would say it's like it's like under like... 25%. We need to <laughs> fix that, probably. probably I don't think we do. Do people listen to hear us talk about Parks and Rec, or do they listen to hear us talk about nonsense? Because I feel like it's the nonsense. I don't think people are listening, and for either. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you want to give them a brief synopsis from American IMDb? Okay, this of- is an interesting thing, because I was curious, is it different? So I took my notes on this episode a few months ago because we accidentally took a hiatus, hashtag master's thesis. And um, so I had in my notes the summary from Irish IMDb. So then I was on IMDb today in these United States and the summary is different. So I have two summaries and I want you to guess which is which. Okay, I'm so prepared for this. Okay, great. Summary number one. Leslie welcomes a delegation from Pawnee's sister city in Venezuela whose goal is to humiliate their hosts. Okay, here's summary number two. Again, both from IMDb. Summary number two. Leslie plays host to the Parks and Recreation Department from Pawnee's sister city, Baracoa, Venezuela, and is shocked at the cultural differences. Tom becomes an errand boy and April plays hard to get. I think the first one is Ireland because that was was given away plot information yes because it sucked that's how you know i well it's, it tells you that they're out to humiliate them which is like the third act reveal yes correct and that was the calling card of irish imdb was was giving away the third act reveal was, that's correct do you think whoever wrote wrote these like the irish Just imdb hates, like fergus like, mick imdb stuff. like that was his whole thing was like guess what i'm gonna give it away every time just to just to make people cry yeah. And you know, the if, American one isn't particularly inspired, but at least it's just like sets it up what it's about done. and doesn't give it away. Yeah. You have, a, you have a general idea going in, but not 
a specific idea. I mean, it's like a 30-minute sitcom. Like, at a certain point, it's not like you're going to get any significant big reveals at any point. You know what I mean? Like... (laughs) (laughs) We'll see about that. It's not like Law & Order. Also, Law & Order, it's always the second person they talk to who did it. Really? I mean, like, give or take. I don't watch a lot of Law & Order. I mean, I don't either, but I've watched enough that I just... I feel like I can speak on this. I can't solve mysteries. I don't know if I've mentioned that on this podcast before. You can't solve mysteries? I'm really bad at, like, mystery novels and shows um, and any of any fictional mysteries. I cannot solve. Like, Encyclopedia Brown surpasses me. Mm. Encyclopedia Brown is tough because they always expect you to know, like, one scientific fact to solve it. And if you don't know that one, like, specific, like, popcorn fact, then you can't solve it. Yeah. And also, I have a tendency to attach myself to one suspect very early on and never change my mind, just in case I'm right. Mm, okay. Which is not a good way to solve mysteries. Um, so the moral of the story is I would not be a good detective. Have you probably. seen Agatha Christie's The Mousetrap? I have read it, and I did not see that coming. You didn't? And my teacher said to us before we started reading it he was like you'll probably know who did it like it's obvious now and like no it time, isn't. no one had done this and like but now it's like a, a trope like it happens now but this is the first one to do this twist so you're all, all probably gonna guess it if you haven't read it but like try not to spoil it for others and i read it and i was like i have no idea no i had no idea it. no idea no idea and i felt stupid because he had made us all think it was gonna be obvious i don't think it's obvious it's i mean it isn't it's a good twist. Yeah. But there has been, like, sim- there have been, sorry, similar twists in fiction since, but, like, I believe that was one of the early, not to spoil the twist of the mousetrap, but... Um, no, you can't. Yeah, you're not supposed to. No, you're not supposed to. Like, this is, for those who don't know why we're not just saying this, because we have the rule that if it is more than 20 years old, we can spoil it. Um, yeah. There's, um, after a play of the mousetraps, one of the actors will step forward and say, like, don't tell anybody outside the theater what happened. Um, and there was a big controversy actually because the Wikipedia article of the mousetrap yes, says the it. whole plot and says who did it. And, um, like the Agatha Christie estate or like somebody like, that. like really somebody. was mad about it. And it, I read the Wikipedia article of the mousetrap, um, recently for some reason. I don't know why I just go down wormholes. Um, and it's, and the spoiler is still there. So don't. This is one time I'll tell you not to look something up on Wikipedia. This one time. You should read it or watch it if you haven't, though. It's, it's a very good play. It's a good twist. Um, it's great. And it's out, a good read, very, very too. Smart. Like, if, you, if it's not playing anywhere near you, it's a good read. You sh- but if you're going to read any version of And Then There Were None, read the book, not the play, because the book's ending, I think, is better. Yes. Yes. No, no, no. The play, the play gives it... A happy ending. Yeah. Which is BS. With some... Well, they also change some stuff about those characters who yeah. die. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's another... We're not spoiling that either. Um, so maybe we should talk about things we're supposed to actually tell you the plot of. Let's do it. Do you want to talk about... episode. Do you want to talk about the teaser, my darling? The teaser. Yeah, let me make sure I have my notes. Um, so the teaser involves Leslie Nope, Deputy Director of the Parks and Recreation Department in Pawnee, Indiana... Um, she announces that delegates from their sister city in Venezuela are visiting. Um, she seems nervous about it, but she's also, of course, excited to show off Pawnee, what she believes is the greatest city in the world. 
Um, we also get a glimpse of yet another offensive mural, and I forget what number we're on. I thought it was five, but it might be I'm six. Sure that we can say five. Right around down. <laughs> Unless you feel like it's six. I don't know. I didn't bother to go back and look, so I'm going to call it five slash six. We'll say five. Yeah. Okay, we're going to say five. Um, It's decided. It's done. Great. Um, We also have an iconic April Ludgate line, which is, my mom's Puerto Rican. That's why I'm so lively and colorful. That's Every line reading she does is great. I mean, honestly, like, every word out of her mouth is iconic, but that's, like, a classic. (laughs) Okay, so when they're doing the welcome on the front steps of Pawnee City Hall, that is actually the Pasadena City Hall. Oh, hey. Yeah. That's cool. Um, and they're, like, all the external shots of City Hall are of the actual Pasadena City Hall, but they also filmed this, um, like, standing on the steps. So That's super cool. I think that's cool. I, what I find hard to believe is that's, like, a really large city hall and i just think it's really funny that the city of Pawnee, which is like positioned to be a rather small place has this like gigantic <laughs> huge... maybe it used to be on the eagleton side mm. it used to be like eagleton money that built it before they split yeah that could be have we learned about that yet no i don't think so oh sorry that's not, not really that. a spoiler that's just like a fact what's eagleton um so the venezuelan delegates include um a stunt cast person who is fred armson of snl and portlandia fame um he is playing his trademark role here which is a uh vaguely foreign weirdo yeah that's true yeah you've seen him as a stunt cast actor in anything else that is usually what he is doing he was um robert durst in the unbreakable kimmy schmidt (laughs) yes he was that was a great a great starring turn for him (laughs) he was also the vaguely foreign weirdo in the pilot episode of brooklyn nine nine Yes. Yeah. He's in all the, all that stuff. He's um, around. He yeah. He's things. around. He's around. <laughs> um, these diplomats also have an intern, which is charming. Um, he's dressed up just like them, but he is the intern. Um, yeah. April also notices him. Yes. We both notice him. They assume that Tom is like their servant and they're all super into Donna and she has an amazing yeah. Donna line, which is, I'm not surprised at all. I've been to South America. I did very well there. Um. <laughs> Tom also quickly makes the most of his new situation. Um, they tip him enormously. Yeah, he does. He's doing that. really well for himself. Um, yeah. And he, like, totally buys into it. Uh, great. So they gift Leslie with a golden gun. A replica of a gun that belonged to Hugo Chavez. Yes. Which, I mean, that's, like, a decent diplomatic gift if you are, you know what I mean? Like, it seems like something that could be a diplomatic gift, although it seems, like, a little bit inappropriate. Um, A gun. She says something about, like, the gun, this gun will help broker peace between our countries. (laughs) Um, She, of course, gives gifts from Pawnee in return. One of them is, um, like, a gallon of high fructose corn syrup from Sweetums Candy Factory. And the other um, is a bag of Kernston's Real Nipples. And their tagline is, tastes like the real thing. Which, honestly, and these are two amazing Pawnee businesses that continue mm-hmm. to pop up. Um, especially Sweetums, but also Kernston's. Um, 
And and then Fred Armisen, as Raoul says, we thank you for the container of zap and the bag of garbage. And then Leslie says his English isn't perfect, so I don't think he realizes how insulting he's being. <laughs> yeah, they just, they just keep insulting Bonnie, and you can see Leslie, like, stewing in the background. <laughs> um, in a great, now iconic pop from the updated theme song, Ron Swanson has a fun time playing with the Hugo Chavez replica gun. Yes, he's not a fan of Chavez. But I also wrote down, we get the classic Ron opening credits shot with the gold gun, so it was all worth it. <laughs> nice. Um, and also, there's a bit in here where Tom is paid to peel a banana, which I think is the funniest thing I've ever seen. Yes. Have you read about how you're supposed to peel a banana from the end that doesn't have yeah. the stem? Yeah, so then you, get, you don't get the weird strings. But also, it like takes five seconds, and apparently that's how monkeys do it. This is well, what I've been told. That... I don't know, it's too late for me to change. I'm too old. I've started doing it that way. I once peeled a banana stem first in front of a bottom first evangelist, and I was yelled at. And I was like, man, you need a hobby, because this is not worth it. The hills people are willing to die on. It's just <laughs> wild. Um, what happens next? Um, there's just a great exchange with um, Mark Brandanowitz, where um, he says he he's talking to one of the members of the Venezuelan delegation, and he says, I'm a city planner. And the guy goes, this city was planned. <laughs> which is, which is great. <laughs> There's also a great moment where Leslie says she's going to bring them to a park, and uh, everyone thinks it's not a great idea. Um, and then she kind of spirals, thinking she could bring them to Chicago. No, New York. No, London. And then she says, oh, no, the money's different there. They'll figure it out. Let's and that is the only difference. So I think that that was otherwise going to be a foolproof plan. Not like yeah. being on a plane for eight hours mm-hmm. was going to tip yeah, them Yeah, it was, it was the money different. Yeah. <laughs> um, so of course she brings him to the park and he insults the park. Yeah, he's really not into it. So I did some research about various things that he says in this part of the show. So Raul mentions that he gets 14,000 channels. So I was like, how many channels are there? Because I could probably name like 10 off the top of my head. Mm-hmm. And three of those are the Food Network. So <laughs> there's an estimate that there are only 15,000 TV channels in the whole world. Um, so he gets most of them. That's he gets him. most of them, which is pretty good. But like, but like that would mean that he's getting like local access in like Azerbaijan. Like, yeah. does he really need that? Does well, he really I need local have... access from anywhere other than Venezuela? No. The answer you is no. His life. Maybe he's really into the morning news in every country. In every country. Do you know yeah, how maybe. many countries there are? That is not a sustainable life life plan. I mean, that's how he wants to go down. Just <laughs> wasting away in front of the TV. That's how I'm going to die. Well, he also talks about he's unimpressed by Ranzit Park, and he talks about Parque del Este, which is a really famous park in Caracas, Venezuela. And the full name of the park is Generalissimo Francisco de Miranda Park. And it has a zoo, a boating lake, and a planetarium. A zoo? Um, but it does not have a monorail or an aquarium or an amphitheater, as he says. And yeah, also, isn't even really a park? Um, he, talks, he says that Lady Gaga played there last week. And, and Lady Gaga was on tour at this point. Actually, no. She, was, she, she started her 2009 Monster Ball World Tour in December. I had to Google this. I don't know her life. Um, and it did not intense. even have a single stop in South America. However, in 2010, it had a stop in Indianapolis. So the next year, Leslie and her friends could have gone to see it. 
That's beautiful. Yep. I'm so happy for them. Uh, Leslie brings them to a town hall meeting because she has no concept of what is enjoyable to anyone besides herself. Yeah, that's. I think that's a fair assessment of what's happening. Yeah, that's, like, a flaw of hers for sure, but, like, it does, like, make her a more believable character. <laughs> I mean, it does. <laughs> um, there's a lot of great moments of people shouting at her, as per usual. Um, the best one is someone just throwing frisbees at a shrieking Amy Poehler. I and love that moment deeply because that is how I felt about Frolf at Carlton. That's fair. That guy. Like, I wanted to do that at every moment as frisbees were, were being thrown at my face. I got hit in the head by so many frisbees in college. Can I just say that? And I was never That's playing awesome. frisbee because I was a well-adjusted young adult and I didn't need to froth. Which is frisbee golf for those of you who do not know. Yeah, sorry, frisbee golf. But you have to call it froth. Um, I don't. Okay, I, I do don't. because I fancy myself a bro on occasion. <laughs> So, uh, finally, the boys go one step too far, and Leslie completely loses her cool and makes them leave. Yes. Yes. She's getting super annoyed. Um, and he says, this is not personal. We just think that you are weak and your city is disgusting. Which, she's shown them a good time. I think she's done a good job. Um, and then Leslie vents at Ron, and he is really calm, and he's trying to, like, show her how she can't have everything she wants and so she realizes that she has to apologize so the photo op can happen and she says yesterday i was hillary clinton and today i am bill um which okay she also talks about hillary earlier in the episode when she talks about how hillary is like well respected because nobody takes a punch like her and i would just like to take this moment to plug um hillary clinton's book that's coming out what happened and also two yeah it is out that's true and also two great interviews that have been done with her on two of my favorite podcasts, Pod Save America and Call Your Girlfriend, have both done interviews with her about the book. Nice. And they're great. I just love Hillary Clinton, and I don't care who knows. Um, and I love whenever Leslie Knope talks about her. She has a picture of her in her office. It's cool. Okay. Um, so Raul and Leslie have a meeting. Um, and Raul gives Les- Leslie a check for $35,000 to build the park. Um, and then she has this debate with the department and everyone wants her to use it, but she's nervous because she doesn't really trust them. Yeah. What do you think about this? And she was, she was right. Would you take the money? Would I take the money? Yeah. Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, it does good. Yeah. And even like, I'll jump in ahead very quickly. Um, it turns out she was right to be suspicious because they are on the committee to help humiliate America. Um, but I still think even if I had found that out, I might still take the money because like if they really want to pay me to make fun of me, I'm going to use that money to like, to show them I'll make a beautiful park and then like, they won't be able to humiliate me. Like screw them. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like there's some like complicated, um, legalese that would have to happen for like them to just hand her a check. Like, I don't think that that could actually happen but who knows i couldn't the internet couldn't give me an answer on that so sometimes tv isn't real somebody tweet at us about it because i'm curious leslie does tear up the check then yes and finally the venezuelans leave it off but in a beautiful last moment in the episode tom takes all the money that they tipped him and donates it to build a park fund which is precious it's beautiful, and Tom is wonderful, and we should all appreciate him. 
I know. It's almost like he's changing for the better. Character development. Oh, my God. Um, So in the tag at the end, April goes to Venezuela with Johnny the intern. And Donna is also there. She's having time of her life. I know. I know. And that's the episode. That's Um, the episode. Do you have a favorite moment? Oh, my God. I think my favorite moment is um, Fred Armisen's talking head during the town hall meeting when he's talking about jail. Um, That is so funny. He's like, we have the best patients in the world because of jail. And I was looking in the background during the talking head. And the same Pawnee citizen is standing up and yelling at Leslie the whole time. So yes, they like had an extra like stand there and do that. And I thought That's it was amazing. a really nice touch. It also completely works with Pawnee. Like, of course, someone would like scream for a prolonged period of time. Yeah. While Fred Armisen gave his talking head. Yeah. So I think that's my favorite moment. What's yours? Um, in the Leslie Ron conversation, when Ron says she has two options, she can apologize to the Venezuelans. To which she says no, or she can call the mayor to cancel, like the handshake. To which she also says no, and so finally Ron says, "Do you see the problem here?" And Leslie says, "Yes, but I don't want to." <laughs> That's my favorite. <laughs> that could be my mantra in this life. I know it's beautiful. It spoke to me on a deep emotional level. <laughs> um, great. Do you have any more facts? Um, I do have a few fun facts. Fred Armisen, we've talked about, is always like the foreign weirdo. Um. His father is Venezuelan. Um, he played Hugo Chavez on SNL a few times. Oh, before this? Yes. Cool. Yes. Maybe also after, because Chavez died in 2013. Mm-hmm. And I think Fred Armisen was still on SNL at this point. Yeah. Um, how many like Hugo Chavez sketches were they doing? Not a lot. In general? Probably not. Not a lot. Especially not toward the end, end of his life, there was like not a lot of material. Yeah. Um... The, the uniforms that they're wearing are just U.S. Army uniforms with random medals arranged nice. randomly. Somebody, like, identi- like, a couple of them are from the Navy, apparently. Um, and also, Baracqua is not a real place. That, neither is Pawnee. Spoiler alert. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, you can't go so there. They have, they have so much in common, if only they could reach across this, <laughs> this, this um, class divide. So I did a classic, I did a classic pause and zoom when watching this, and, mm-hmm. um... When Leslie, like, has the globe at the beginning, she points to Baracqua. She's just pointing to, like, a corner of Venezuela. And it's, she's, nice. she's pointing at a town called Cucuta. Oh. Which I think we can all agree is not the same as Baracqua. No. One of them is real and one of them is not. Yep. They have two different names. Yeah. Because they don't have anything in common. <laughs> um, well. I think those are all of my fun facts. I also would just like to shout out to Leslie's amazing quote. I had to drop the rock and roll bowling alley from our itinerary. That was one of the most difficult phone calls I've ever had to make. Moment of silence to the rock and roll bowling alley. I know. I know. Oh, my God. I love that that was her, like, oh, my God, this delegation from Venezuela is coming. We're going to go bowling. That's what I would want to do. I mean, I love bowling. On either side of that situation, that's what I would want to do. Bowl. Yep. Bowl me over. Guys, someday join us at a bowling alley. We'll talk parts and rec. Yeah, let's go bowling. Bumpers down. We don't use bumpers. Yeah, no, bumpers, we hit are, the gutter like bumpers are for children. Even if it makes it more frustrating That's because true. I'm terrible at bowling. No, what's for children is that thing that you roll the ball off of. That's for kids. There's a thing you roll the ball off of? Yeah, you, there's this like metal contraption that's like a slide for the ball. I've literally never seen that line. before. It, That's just cheating. All, all the rage now. 
It's for the little kids who can't swing the bowling ball. No, I refuse. You know what you do with a little kid? You have them hold the bowling ball and you have your parents swing the kid and then the kid lets go of the bowling ball. That seems like a good go wrong. Foolproof. Regularly, now that Nora is back in a closer time zone. Wahoo! Um, you can check us out at podcastandrec.wordpress.com and on Apple Podcasts. It's called that now. And Stitcher. I think we're still on there. And leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We know all four of you who listen to this are just dying to share. So get it out there. Um, also, music for this week's show, courtesy, as always, of Kevin McLeod at Incompetech.com. Wahoo! We are on Twitter at Podcast and Rec. You can follow Jill on Twitter at Ms. Jill Madeline. And you can follow me on Twitter at Nora A. Katz and at NoraKatz.com. I have a website because I'm fancy. If you have questions, comments, business inquiries, fun stuff to share, or concerns about who knows what, um, you can shoot us an email at podcastandrec at gmail.com. We love you and we like you. Bye. Bye.